0: If it happened to you, it's my party and I'll cry like a baby. Cry like a baby, cry like a baby. You would cry too if you were the kid. Are
1: are you done? (laughs) Sure. Okay, cool. Sure, man. Right on. Oh,
0: damn, it feels great to be a spiritual gangster. It sure does. Mm. Uh, like, imagine, imagine like, having that shirt for real. Is that a
1: real shirt, or is that just something that you say?
0: I think it's a real shirt about being uh, a spiritual gangster. It's like... What, a, is, what is that? Like, who makes that shirt? What is that from? It's from being a yogi. Like, a white oh. yogi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, yogis are spiritual gangsters because they can stretch out and also appropriate Asian culture for oh, yeah, dude. their like, own... White women love that. That's their favorite shit. Yeah. Just in my head, I always imagine all, like, wrong white women are Anna Kendrick. I know you do, but I will defend Anna Kendrick. I think she's perfect. I don't think she's... I think she's, like, the kind of girl... Like, because she's got that kind of, like, white girl voice that's like, Yas, queen, Yas, Yas. Mm -hmm. Slay. Slay, hunty. Like, she, like, watches RuPaul's Drag Race, and it is just like... I mean, my favorite thing is Lizzo. I mean, we watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Maybe not anymore, but we, we have, have watched RuPaul's Drag Race. A, a lot of it. We've literally watched all of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, now it's in the UK, and I don't want to watch it. RuPaul Charles is a pretty interesting fellow to me, though. Yeah, he's had a he's had a strange life. I think it's like a strange career, but he's okay. So, like, if you ever listen to like RuPaul in an interview or like read his posts or anything like that, um, he he's such a bimbo. <laughs> He's not really there with it at all Like I don't think he's conscious of anyone around him I don't think he knows Like anyone's names that he talks to Mm -hmm. But he's just like I got mine And I'm gonna do yoga At 5am Because I'm a spiritual gangster
1: He's like the the gay equivalent Of guys at like Primus
0: concerts That burned themselves out in the 80s He was definitely a burnout In that time period Yeah uh, so, welcome to Fire Truck Awesome episode. De. Episode two, <laughs> episode but also,
1: also kind of the first one that's not just
0: an experiment. We're actually trying. Prop, props
1: to us for not giving up immediately.
0: Yeah, we got some feedback on the last one from the five listeners. It actually got uh, upwards of 30. Got 30 was, listeners, got five 30. with feedback. Uh, one saying the audio quality was bad, which uh, yeah, I know, don't shit. Yeah, of course, it's bad. We don't have equipment. We're not making professional podcasts. We're not uh, we're not Pod Save America. We're not Mark Marin. We don't have any real equipment yet. We might do it as like a passion project and buy equipment uh, or raise money for it if anyone actually gives a shit. Who knows? Who knows what's in the future for I also
1: I uh, we we don't live in Brooklyn, and I went there last month and I hated it. I I loved it. <laughs> I loved it there, man. I
0: remember that that bar that was just like so crowded and loud. It was just Okay, so no, there's okay. So if we're going to talk about Brooklyn bar experiences, we should talk about the two genders of Brooklyn. The two genders. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. we're going this route. We're going right. this route uh, because, of course, there are only two genders. You're listening to the Turf Podcast. I'm trans. Listen. <laughs> listen. Imagine being a Turf but like you only accept like trans people as being like the gender that they are. And by that I mean like if you're trans woman. Like, trans women are women, trans men are men, but anything non binary, I don't get it. I mean I'm that, a
1: that that does exist. It's just a different thing.
0: Yeah, I think the term is true scum. I guess. Yeah, something like that. I I'm, I'm not really extremely up to date on my terminology of bad shit. But, but
1: anyway, the two genders of Brooklyn oh, bars. Oh, Brooklyn
0: bars. Okay, so the first bar we go to is, like, a beer bar that serves pretty good craft beer. Um, we walk in. It's clean as shit. Like, all the decor is, like, light-colored, almost like a modern sort of decor. Um, they have Radiohead on for, like, three songs in a row, my favorite band. And they have, uh, they have like, Suarez family beer on tap because, of course, it's New York City. They're going uh, to they have Suarez family beer. And I tried it for the first time. And I was like, this is the best fucking, like, beer I've it's had still in the It's like, life. $7 for... a
1: not even a pint, like, 12 ounces.
0: Okay, but still, it was extremely delicious. It, it was fun, I had a good time, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's just, like, I was, like, in all the place. I was just like, I want to live here, man. I want to live in this bar. Like, it was the perfect bar. Um, and then the second bar we go to was, like, a 300-person packed fucking uh, a beer garden with, like, four bars in it, but it was just filled with the worst people. Not only that, but the music
1: was just so goddamn loud. You couldn't, you couldn't have a conversation. People were having conversations. People were
0: having conversations. It was like ten girls it. and like four guys uh, in, a, in a semicircle just screaming at each other uh, at the top of their lungs. Like, ah! This bop! And I just was trying to walk by them. Everyone was dressed to like appropriately for the situation which is like I don't know, like guys had nice clothes because Brooklyn. These people like dress well in Brooklyn, and I was just fucking infuriated. And the beer was shit. It was like a German. Yeah. It was like some kind of a shitty German beer. My brother got some kind of beer that also sucked. You got some cocktail. And, well, like, yeah, because yeah. I like I don't really like German beer for the most part. So I
1: was just like, I'll just get like a Jack and Coke. Kish Because you can't fuck that up.
0: You can. I mean, you can like fix <laughs> it wrong, or like you can have like you know, well, Coke with flies in I, it. I mean,
1: I don't. I just don't trust the Germans to do anything.
0: I trust, the, I trust them with their Specific type of beer I'm not gonna go I, I wouldn't go to like Dusseldorf And be like can you get me a New England IPA I want the fucking can juice Can you get me a Corona extra <laughs> Can you get me a Corona Can you get me a Coors Light in Dusseldorf I really want a taste of Of the old country Well maybe it's like Mexican Coke you know well, Mexican Coke has
1: legit sugar in it. Well, it's maybe uh, maybe German Coors Light has like uh, actual little bits of human skull or no, something. No, they have
0: the corn syrup probably. Maybe M- most of the domestic beers use corn syrup, and like I think Budweiser He's, got they use tr- um don't they use like rice or something? They use right, they use something, but they got in trouble for like saying that corn syrup was bad because oh yeah it was a complete fucking lie when they and. Because, it, no, it was definitely Budweiser, because it was Bud Light, because Bud Light they did is that like Sweet Light beer.
1: They did that ad campaign where they, they go and there's like, no, Miller uses fucking corn syrup, and it's like... And it's it, better. Who, who cares? Bud Light tastes like garbage. We, it's, it's like drinking ambrosia,
0: but like We're drinking that. Miller right now. Yeah.
1: This is a Miller High Life podcast.
0: Yeah, because we're living the highlight. We're living the Chillin fucking on. High life, Dude, fucking Cheers. Cheers to that, baby. Cheers. Cheers to that. Welcome to the Men in Blazers podcast. We're having a beer and we're about to talk... For a very long time, in poetic terms, about football. Well, We're going to get very upset and sad about football. Well, speaking
1: of getting sad about football, the Eagles did lose tonight.
0: Speaking of uh, the, what is this, SNL now, like, are you calling Joseph and Michael Che? You're going to say something about. I just, I. <laughs> the, the Eagles lost tonight, and in further news, President Trump lost his presidency, and then Michael wait, Che is no. like, and I'm going to be the Michael Che. like, no, man, the president... Why do you get to be the Michael Che? Because you're Mr. College Boy, and I'm Mr.... What the fuck are you Mr. talking about? And I'm Mr. Slide Into Instant D. Why are you
1: calling co- Mr.
0: College Boy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're Mr. You're Mr. That's like offensive on several levels. you're Mrs. College Boy. Yes. <laughs> you're Mrs. College Mom. Collingsworth. You're Mrs.
1: College... Yes. You're Mrs. College Mom. Yeah, Mrs. College Mom. I like that.
0: That Mrs. college, mom. You did, and also I d- go to college you, with my son You did way better place. at college than I did. I did okay. I did fine. Damn, yeah, yeah. we're like losing track of like thoughts and processes and shit. No, we're not. I guess so. I think we're um, doing fine. We're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. we can do the. Yeah, they're trying to overcome your speech entitlement? I will never overcome my speech impediment. It is a permanent disease, and specifically people who have what I have, which is called cluttering. It's the opposite of stuttering. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really... They tried. They tried with me when I was a kid, but it just doesn't work, because like, if you have cluttering, you, you could just have it, but you might also have ADHD or autism. Uh, very commonly, it is indicative of one of the two of those, but for the most part... You can also have it on your own. Like, you could just have a speech impediment without having ADHD or autism. So, it's it's just based upon, I guess, speech behavioral patterns for the most part. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, you can, like, look it up. Like, you could Google that. You don't, I don't have to explain shit. It's still, it,
1: it's, I don't know. I still can't believe that the Mayo Clinic made Ernest Hamer might kill himself. That's fucked up. Wait, what's up? Did I tell you about that? What happened? Uh, I forget. I think it was because, like, to cure his depression, they took him to the Mayo Clinic. was he? Ernest Hemingway. Oh! Did I not say that? I'm pretty sure I said that.
0: I don't know who you said, but...
1: Yeah, but they, they hooked him up and they gave him electroshock therapy, and mm. everyone who saw him after was like, he was totally different, he was a fucking wreck, and then, like, less than a year later, he, he just offed himself.
0: That sucks.
1: It's like, take that, modern medicine. Take that, the most
0: important writer of our time, possibly.
1: Well, the greatest American writer. Brob- yeah. Well, other than maybe Burroughs. They might be tied in influence. Mm. Personally, I like Burroughs better, but that's just me.
0: That's fine. I I don't want to talk about novelists. That shit sucks.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn, yeah, novels suck.
1: You're the only novelist I respect.
0: Me? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even start it yet. Yeah, but I don't want you could come...
1: I mean, honestly, if Drill can make a book that's just tweets, so could you.
0: I, I guess I could, but I think, like, I feel like the lifestyle of a novelist is more enticing than the workload of a novelist.
1: Yeah, because you don't, you just, I don't know, you work, like, two hours a day.
0: You might work a little more than that. There's, like, editing and shit. There's but, editing, yeah. Like, just imagine the type of lifestyle affords a novelist. You get to travel to all of the world's greatest barns and nobles across all of America yeah. and you get to sit in a room and sign a book and a person comes up to you and her name's Margaret and she's just like this was an inspiration to me and you just in your soft voice rounded glasses scarf around your neck maybe one of those like little sweaters that gets tied around your neck you you place your hand on hers and you say thank you Margaret because you can't talk loud you got to be a novelist you spend all your time being inside of a nice, like, is it still recording? Okay, it's just cool. doing weird shit. Alright, cool. Just want to make sure. My All computer right. sucks and is old. Alright, hopefully this shit works out. It's, it's working it out. Alright,
1: anyway, so. not I'll just go to a different screen so it doesn't keep it loading like this. Yeah, that's like weird as hell. Hopefully yeah. it's still. How do we
0: know it's recording in
1: our office? You're right. right. we gotta be back on God damn it. Alright, it's working. Just yeah, it's working. Weird. It's just being a dip.
0: Oh, well. Well, there goes, there goes being a novelist. There goes wanting to be a novelist. My computer killed your writing career. (laughs) My computer. That does not work. I'm really happy for Jesse Pinkman. Me too. I'm yeah. glad he got out. Yeah, okay. So, like, El Camino, we watched it uh, kind of separately. So good, though. It was pretty damn good. I honestly We both agree it. on this. Yeah. We, we don't agree on a lot of movies. Yeah, but, like, we watched it. I mean, first of all, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, like, don't watch El Camino. Oh, yeah. Obviously. It makes no sense. Otherwise. Yeah, otherwise you, like, miss out on all the context. It's a movie for fans. I don't know if it had to be made, but I'm glad it was and that Jesse Pickman got to have a happy ending. Like, good on him. Mm-hmm. You know what's, like, fucking me up, though, about, um... What? Like, Aaron Paul's 40.
1: Yeah, like, that's...
0: You pointed it out, but, like, everyone in the movie does look different. Significantly older. Like, I get that they wanted to wait a bit, so it doesn't seem like some kind of cash grab on, you know, a big thing. But, like, Aaron Paul's 40. Jesse Plemons is 100 pounds heavier. He looks so... He looks horrible. Exploded. bloated. Like, and it's not like he was... Like, per se, skinny on season yeah. five of Breaking Bad, but dude, like, kind of popped up a bit. Uh, Robert Forster obviously had cancer during the filming, and, you know, Rip, you know, Rip, Robert Forster. Um, and I think that I forgot who else was really in the show. I guess Mike Ehrmantraut. Mike, uh, yeah, he has... Yeah, Jonathan Banks. Yeah, he, looks, he
1: has one scene.
0: Yeah, it looks about the same. He, him,
1: and uh, Walter White. They both. Yeah, have, they, they both have one scene.
0: They both have one scene, but like they're both like guys who already look old, so it doesn't look that weird. Yeah, like they don't look specifically aged. But like Aaron Paul was he playing a twenty-five year old man and he's forty. And he kind of mostly like pulls it off. Yeah, way. no, he looks probably the best of them. Yeah, he because he stayed in shape. He got to play an idiot on like a poor show yeah. for five years, where you just like, I'm doing dumb stuff. I don't want to fuck. I'm anti-fucking. I don't. I don't know if they continued the anti-fucking shit with him or not. Probably not, because that,
1: that show is so fucking noncommittal and shitty. And yeah, I, I, I'm on record. That show it started out okay, and then just got. I think when like Johnny's son got involved or whatever, it just became like fucking dog Are shit. Are
0: you a horseman?
1: It just became like the jokes were still funny, but then every joke had to be comment- had to be like accompanied by just like this is how it feels. Cause to be
0: sad. "I'm a horseman too." Yeah. Do you collab with the horseman? I'm I'm
1: blocked by him now. Because he drew, you got blocked by him? Yeah, because he drew the Suzuki S on Twitter, like the S that everyone used to draw, but he drew it as round, and I just, I commented,
0: fuck you. <laughs> I, uh, I gotta find, I, I don't know if I still. uh, I know I, 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 I blocked him. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I, is it like J-O-N-Y? No, I, I think it's actually Johnny's son. I think he's, I think he's dropped the whole alien shit, cause that's, a, that's. He wants to move beyond that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not... I just blocked him because I got bored of it. Okay. I just... There's something I don't want Eon, Eon to like see Elon Musk. I don't want to see Elon Musk. I do Musk. I don't want to see Elon Musk. I don't want to see J.K. Rowling. Yeah. They're all, like... They suck.
1: They do suck.
0: Yeah, I... I like, I feel like some people just shouldn't be able to have the platform to say whatever they want whenever they want. Yeah. And usually it's people who are relatively wealthy. They just Lin-Manuel well, Miranda. Oh, God. Oh,
1: no. Remember when you were really into Hamilton? Yeah, I remember that shit. I remember that. I look, hated that.
0: <laughs> look, I will defend as a musical, it's still like good as a musical. Because like the best musical ever is still going to be... Less good than like a Big Thief album. And I've never listened to Big Thief, but I'm just saying like I'm sure their music, even if it's just like a, a like a discordant guitar, I'm just kind of like I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sure that's like better and more artistically fulfilling than like yo yo yo, it's me, yo man Hamilton G. I don't know my last name, and I don't know how to pee. What is the best music I've ever? Been? I personally really like Sweeney Todd a lot. I like the Sondheim because. He just like he's not even going for musical, he's going for like opera. Yeah. But like with a lot less tonality or um riffs than like Gilbert and Sullivan ever did.
1: So. But they're they're riff masters. They're like the A C D C of musicals.
0: Yeah, they got they got they got bars, they got riffs, they oh, got yeah. they got tunes, or a song time is just like I am in a car I'm in a car with my friend and I am doing my car shit with my friend. <laughs> And, and most of it it's like it's just like explanatory. There's no dialogue in his musicals, and it's all I am into the woods with men and stuff and doing some things with people in the woods. Uh, and then it's probably like Sunday in the park with George, my friend George, my friend George W. Bush, and yeah. I are in the park. I am Ellen DeGeneres, yeah. Ellen. It, um, it
1: took a while for them to take down Ellen. I'm glad something it t- finally happened. It took, happened.
0: like, 20 years longer than it needed. It took a while. Necessary. Because, like, I I think, like, the thing that was, like, different about her talk show compared to Oprah is that I don't think, and I don't know for sure, Ellen was not the one to, like, hawk <laughs> weird, like, oh, yeah, bad yeah. stuff. Like, like, Oprah would be, like... Here's the healing crystals that'll cure your cancer. Here's
1: whatever. Dr. Phil who cured my
0: sepsis. Yeah. yeah. So so he, he she didn't like raise anyone's platform. Ellen for a long time was just kind of harmless. Ellen was the person who would make inspiration porn. She would bring yeah. on she would bring on the person I think she brought on like the Wendy's McNuggets kid, Carter like Nuggs for Carter. I think like Nugs she would do Carter. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, I think because she's such a people pleaser, she just didn't know how to turn down hanging out with George W. Bush.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I can't even, like, I can't, I don't have it in my soul to, like, hate her, but it's clear, like, you, you can't pretend to have any kind of ideology, you're just a rich person.
0: Yeah, I think her ideology is just, like, <laughs> I just want to be friends with her.
1: And, like, I've I've seen shit about her, and, like, she did have, like, kind of a legitimately hard life before getting big, but it's still, like,
0: eh. I'm sure, but yeah, and I'm just and I I not a fan of her comedy either. It's just no, her the, like, stand-up sucks. I yeah, her stand-up up does suck. And we are not anti-woman stand-up. We are pro-woman stand-up. it's funny, we Whitney, love Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti very funny. Whitney
1: Cummings extremely funny. Extremely. I, I tried watching Nikki Glaser and couldn't get into it, but, I that, didn't watch, I but didn't that's just it. that's
0: just me. I would, I would like to see Hannah Gatsby make a uh, comeback and stand up, but not in like a way where she's like trying to make white people feel bad about being white, but in a way where she's just like, comedy is just it's too wealthy these days, maybe in me fault. Oh well, so uh, a priest and a, and a child walk into a bath, and then they walk out of the bath with semen in the child. That's how it goes, right? That's how it <laughs> happened to the Catholic Church. They just do all of that I, kind of l- stuff. Legitimately,
1: if she comes and does a special and she's like, "Man, y'all, y'all thought I was
0: serious." It's just I was making jokes the whole time the last time. You just didn't. I, get I don't it. think we're doing Australian. Accent. You didn't get it. You didn't, you didn't get my jokes. I was being anti woke. I don't know how she to, was.
1: She was doing irony by being sincere.
0: Yeah, That's she what was it being is. Ironically sincere, and then got a bunch of like. People who write articles on Jezebel and Hoppe to be like, oh my god, comedy is dead because of her. that. Honestly, or like, she made co-
1: like, we should cry during comedy shows. That's genius. If like, if she comes back and just does that, I will have nothing but respect for her. <laughs> that would be incredible. She's, ne-
0: she's never done so. I think she's like, do- I think she like is gonna double down. Like, look, I saw, I saw Nunette and like. It is incredibly uncomfortable. There, there are parts that are funny, but there are parts that are very uncomfortable to watch. Make of course. And you feel bad. But, like, they're meant to make you feel bad. And when you understand, and, it, and you come to the idea that, yeah, this isn't meant to make you feel like shit, and I can't laugh at this, you know, or that I feel bad about laughing at a joke that she set up earlier, because the reality is that the situation was much worse in rea- than, like, what the joke was, and she's like, uh... Okay, the joke is like some guys like hit on her for being a lesbian or something, and then later she's like, I left out the part, then I got beat up by both of them. Which is fucked up and obviously if that's a real thing that happened to her, that's like awful, but uh <laughs> it, it's not I, like I why mean, why it, make people
1: feel bad for spending money to go see comedy? I, I know, shows? I know, I know. It's it's I don't know. I don't want to talk too
0: much about Nanette. No. It has been a while. It's been a very long time. And it's
1: been discussed. But anyway. we just started
0: a podcast and I feel like everyone has had their okay, say yeah. on Nanette. Well, that's, I guess yeah. that's our take. Like, if you enjoyed it or you thought it was profound, then sure. But I think like, is it art? I don't know. Some things are, some things, like Roger Ebert had a very good definition of art where like, if you just watch like your son get murdered in front of you, is that really an artistic experience if it's like you're just experiencing an emotion yeah. that you're going through. You're just having emotions. It's not something that is art to make it feel away necessarily. I guess I, I it depends. It's it's such a well the, the line okay. of art is like such a weird
1: fuzzy thing. Sure, but I'm not even just in I felt the same, it, not exact, but a similar reaction to the, the Neil Brennan special. I liked that one. Before. Well, I liked the jokes that were funny, and I liked that he wasn't trying to make some larger point and just talk about himself. But that was like eighty-five percent of it. Yeah, it's like he, no, you could just do one mic, dude.
0: Yeah, but I think he, I think it was like you know, stand up has just been one mic, a bottle, and you know, a stool for a very long time, and he wants sure. to twist it up. And I get that, like we're getting bored with shit. Like life is just a bunch of like you know repetitious boring things and even within your job you just want to switch it up a bit and like maybe hit a dab before work one day and just see like how can i get through the work day after being the highest i've ever been in my entire life i don't even like remember how to walk okay you know life's not it's, it's, novel. What was it's it, novel what was that
1: thing? thing we were talking about earlier just about the opioid crisis
0: Oh, okay, so, like, it was just an inside joke that I didn't think we'd bring up on the podcast. Well, that's <laughs> that, that was funny as shit, though. Oh, uh, something about, like, you know, I've never really seen the opiate crisis, so I just deny the opiate crisis. Yeah. Like, being an opiate crisis denier. <laughs> just, like, I don't, I don't believe it's even happening. Like, they talk about it. The president talks about it on the news. I've never it's seen like, it happen before. I think those are crisis actors. Like, imagine yeah. like, being such a shill for, like, Opiate companies that you're just like, yeah, those people slayed over on the bench or whatever. Yeah, uh, they just They just
1: can't handle doing heroin. They're pussies.
0: Yeah, just being like, just being like a two A guy, but for like opiates. Yeah, like making all the same excuses <laughs> that, that like two A defenders. Like, is. dude, I work at Amazon. I do
1: heroin every single day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. um... We we strayed kind of far, but I did want to go back to El Camino.
0: Yeah, Yeah. what what about, what what other, like, opinions did you have on El Camino?
1: Other opinions I have, I mean, I said this to you earlier, but I liked that, I liked the portrait of Todd.
0: Yeah, okay, so, like, yeah, Todd's even, you remember, like, thinking Todd was a crazy guy in, in like, the show? It's like, damn. Oh, no, he's actually still crazy. They cranked
1: that shit right up.
0: Yeah, it, it was also, like, the source of, like, most of the comedy of El Camino. Yeah. So like, that was a clever move, because it's, like, very, very dark comedy. Yeah, but so was Breaking Bad, for the yeah. most part. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a dark show. Very dark. Uh, it's going on? I what, don't know. What?
1: What's going on? It's going on. I have more El Camino thoughts, but... Oh, you know, speak, speak to it. Speak or well, I sister. mean, uh, some of them are just your thoughts that I'm just going to repeat, but okay. it's, I don't know, Breaking Bad and the movie, which does a very good job of continuing the vibe and overall feel of the show. It's, just, it's not afraid to show, like, the really, really, really shitty parts of, of Albuquerque, the very horrible industrial parts, which, having lived out there, is like a, a lot of the city, but, you know, would never really get a platform. If Usually if someone wanted to make a show there, they'd make it just it would be like a sitcom where the the setting is kind of irrelevant.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like that it's all like all of a, like re- like okay. So spoilers. Obviously, we spoiled the entire movie pretty much so far. Yeah. But um, imagine you know high noon happening, but inside of a welder's workshop where there's just like a big puddle outside. Um, just dirt road, like, just ugly fucking, you know, you know, old-ass 70s built building. Um, a bunch of guys hanging out in a room after they hire strippers who are giving them in a Hummer. Just, like, shit like that, where it's just, like, gross and fun. Yeah, it's very, well, very gritty, and, like, I kind of like that. Mm
1: -hmm. And it just, it's, there's a lot of scenes of people building shit or taking apart shit, and that was in the show, too, just people, like, doing stuff.
0: Yeah, that's like, I think what made Breaking Bad kind of more elevated than its writing really was, is just showing how people at work, like just yeah. you know, you like, have to do the is This the is better. what it's
1: like to just work day to day
0: making meth. Yeah, like you have to learn, like especially season 5 where like, they have to move around the meth lab into different homes that are yeah. being fumigated, like good fucking idea. Well, I thought it
1: was more prevalent when they were uh, just working in like that big ass lab that Gus had
0: yeah, I mean, that's how you learn how to make meth, yeah, kind yeah. of. Also, fun fact about the meth that they made on the show, the way that they made meth is actually not as good of methamphetamine than if you do pseudephedrine. So they ran a pseudoephedrine, and then they started doing, in the show, a P2P cook, which is a different kind of chemical that you can synthesize methamphetamine out of. But oftentimes, in reality, if you use P2P to make uh, meth, it's a worse high, and it fucks you up in a way... It's, like, not as good a high. Interesting. So, it's actually, in reality... Uh, the show is bullshit. It's all a lie. High looks fucking lying to you about everything. Damn. Damn. Yeah, it sucks to suck, man.
1: Well, I mean, mm. you know, obviously, there is some some credibility to, like, a lot of the shit in the show. Like, yeah, the meth is, like, a big deal out there, but you watch that show, and you get the impression, like, every single person in town is connected to this somehow. Yeah, you like I spent like the vacuum guy particularly.
0: Yeah, I mean I think I like that guy especially because that's just like one of those businesses that's on its own in the middle of nowhere. Yep, you're just like, wait, why there that? You you wouldn't ever go there unless you had a broken vacuum. Or like if you are like if you're driving down a road in Jersey and you just see one lone pool store that's separate from everything else, has <laughs> a long driveway to it. You would never think like, oh, I gotta stop by this pool store. Well here's the thing, that's
1: why those weird businesses in New Hampshire are genius, because you're driving along and you see a store that's like lawnmowers, and you're like, I don't need a lawnmower and then you look down and it's like lawnmowers and Indian, you know, crafted baskets. You're like, well, fuck yeah and you just steer your car right off the interstate. Oh yeah, you
0: really need you really need an Indian basket. Dude, if you're if you're my mom Yeah, I'm not. Well (laughs) I know you're not I know you're not.
1: That would be weird if you were my mom. mm -hmm.
0: Damn! Imagine giving birth. That shit sucks. I don't want to. Yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta be the worst part about being a woman is like giving birth. Well, you also don't have. to This do is it. the Turf Podcast. We're only talking about women who give birth. This is J.K. Rowling here with Graham Linham. J.K., what would Harry Potter do if he was trans? Well, oh, yeah. uh, he's not. Graham, what would Richard Iodine do if he was trans? He would not do that. He would not do that.
1: Oh. what a piece of shit that guy is! He's I so
0: he's so horny him. for lesbians. He's so fucking horny for lesbians. I know. I don't get it. He's just like I'm defending lesbians. It's like no, you're fucking not. You're just like you're like a guy who like found a way to like try and like hit on girls in their DMs. But like you're hitting on girls who like specifically are only into the lesbians. It just because they are or whatever. It just bog- it boggles the mind. What like some guys will do or like say to like get pussy or like attempt get pussy. Yeah. Maybe he like genuinely believes like the hateful things he believes.
1: I mean, in. I kind of do. I'm um, well, you, I, you know, his whole thing like why he is that way. Why no, I actually
0: do women. not know much about him. Okay, what, the, what
1: the, the reason that he doesn't like trans women, or actually, he, he, he's never outright said he doesn't like them. He's just like he respects them and he respects their rights or whatever, which is you know fake, but that's what he says. But the reason that he does, he, he says, it, it because it um, lessens the struggles of cis women. Which, like, no, it fucking doesn't. What? Are you, what? No,
0: that's literally why he believes it. Oh, so there's like, a, there's like a finite amount of struggle or activism you can have in the world. Basically, that's what he thinks. That's so stupid. He's like,
1: you might have your own problems, but you, you'll never be winning. And it's like, fuck you, man.
0: Like, oh, you'll never have specifically women's issues. It's
1: it, it's it's the same reason,
0: just like... How many fucking white women know. in America voted for Donald Trump in 2016? A majority. The majority of white women in America voted for Donald Trump who yeah. went to the polls in 2016. Shut the fuck up, Graham. How many fucking, like, I'm gonna um, own, I'm Tory gonna... women voted for... uh? Uh, I, well, fuck it. Brexit is a little bit more complicated because there's like good reasons for remain and leave at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So, fuck it. Not as like clear-cut a definition as like I don't know, like the like the stupid corrupt lady and like the guy who wanted to start a genocide against all the Nicaraguans and whatever.
1: I think I'm I'm gonna own Gremlin
0: by voting for Donald Trump. No, don't do that. Why? I, that wouldn't that wouldn't own anyone. It would own. We're in a swing state. Don't do that. I do don't. It. I mean, I'm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. I, now I'm you like
1: are. Worst, I Honestly, I'm probably just not going to vote. That's kind of why. Yeah, I don't mean. think it's worthwhile.
0: Maybe. I don't know. So there's like there's probably going to be one person that gets the nomination for the Democrats and like three others who are in contention. Um, you know, I thought Brady had a better chance before he had a heart attack, but then he had a heart attack, and I just think that's going to probably uh stop his momentum or growing anyone else because or like getting new voters in because yeah he's that's the thing that like scares me like not to get too pessimistic in like terms of politics but like how many fucking people do you think like listen to the socialist podcast or like read socialist magazines who like Liz Warren got the nomination and won the presidency will just drop all that shit immediately. Oh yeah, big time. Like the I, I feel like a lot of people's drive towards political uh, trends right now, especially, you know, call themselves like either socialists or socialist democrats. It's because they're reacting to things that are kind of affecting them right now where they feel the pressure of Trump presidency. Uh, but I, I don't think that they're like extremely committed to Your mom paid politics. for you to go to
1: the dentist and she showed you the bill and you're like, damn.
0: Damn yeah, need the socialism, but then, like, yeah. if you got some kind of, like, means-tested thing that would get you the thing, like, you probably don't give a shit about ordering, or, like, using a form or trying to sign up for Obamacare because mm-hmm. you probably find it fun. Like, there's probably a good deal of just, like, millennial Democratic voters who fucking love paperwork.
1: And oh, yeah. Like, they're just like, damn,
0: like, like, Liz Warren's the paperwork candidate. She's gonna be the fucking paperwork lady who's like... I'm gonna find a way that you file out the forms with the government in order to get the services that should just be given to you, but we have to deny it to people. I
1: mean, you you gotta admit there is something there is a feeling you get when you sign a form. No, I fucking hate paperwork. I, it should just be covered. I like it when I understand it. Uh, but that's the problem. Is that so frequently it's just like weird jargon. And
0: yeah, but that's like the shitty part. That's like the shitty part of democratic politics. Is like they want to offer solutions to people, but then they have to read like you know user guides and shit in order to get it. And if you don't pay for the thing, it's actually a tax, or whatever Obamacare was. It just, it's not. It's it's very dumb politics in my mind because. If you want to just give people the shit, just give people the shit. Don't make them run through fucking hoops to get it. Because then once they get the shit, then it's harder for people to attack. Like, if you want reactionaries to stop, like, you know, attacking your political ideas, don't do welfare, do universal programs. It's the only way that that shit sticks around, because, you know... Well, okay, like, we, have, we, have proof, we have proof of it in fucking Canada. Okay, well... We have proof of that happening. They passed the fucking... Healthcare system there, and there was, like, large conservative uh, hatred of that system. Sure. And then once it becomes a universally accepted program, <laughs> conservatives don't even touch it because it's too fucking it's, popular. Yeah, People yeah, need yeah. it. And it's political suicide in Canada as a conservative politician. Like, Andrew Scheer is not going to run on gutting universal healthcare. Okay. You can't do
1: that. I, well, I have a question. Yeah. What if that system were to be implemented, whatever. Implemented. Implemented, that's the word. Yeah. (laughs) Um if you're like a hardcore libertarian, can you opt out if you want?
0: No, there's no way to opt out. You should
1: I think you should be able to.
0: No, but then that's that ruins the whole point of universality. What? To say that that you can uh, that you can like have an opt out. That's what they tried to do with social security in the two thousands.
1: what if you're like, it's against my religion to go to the doctor?
0: Well, you don't have to go to the fucking doctor if you don't want to, but if you want to have the coverage to go to the doctor without having to worry about having a card on you or having to pay a premium every time you go, then you can just pay your fucking taxes. You're paying less taxes. I mean, you're paying more taxes, but you're paying less raw money.
1: Like You don't want your UBI because you want to renounce all earthly possessions.
0: Well, okay, UBI is a totally separate issue than... A universal uh, program that covers you uh, because because yeah. like the Andrew Yang version of UBI is dog shit. No, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. absolute dog shit. It's bad. It's bad. Like, why would you get paid a thousand dollars a month and then pay a fucking VAT? Which, if you're not, uh, I'm sure none of our listeners know what VAT is. It's value-added tax. It is a consumption tax on purchased goods. We don't have that in the United States. We actually invented that. But we, it's got implemented everywhere else in the world. The United States has no national sales taxes. We just have statewide and local sales taxes. Implementing a national VAT would be impossible politically. It's just like political. Do you want to, do you want dynamic. to like explain VAT? Because I have to pee. Uh, sure. Okay. I can't believe you have to pee during it. So, okay. So in, um, the 1950s, they invented a system called VAT in order for, um, European countries post World War Two to be able to raise funds easier on their own citizenry. And the advantages of a bat system are that you have more cash on hand because you get tax at every stage of production of a product. Oh this fucking sucks, dude. That's a bad that's a bad thing to talk about on a podcast. Let's let's do let's do the taxes podcast. Let's just talk about fucking taxes. And I don't know. You ever, like, you ever get scared of, like, looking at your phone in public because you're just like, oh, uh, I gotta, like, so I had, like, a thing today where I had, like, some, you know, kind of gay shit in my photos, and I just took four pictures of the ground to hide it so that when I was posting shit, no one could see the gay shit on my uh, phone. I think that was the best choice. There is no one to react to this. There's only people listening. This should probably be cut out of the podcast, but I feel like uh, Dylan will not do that. I feel like she'll keep this all in the podcast. Me talking to myself. How does Joe Rogan do this? How does Joe Rogan do anything? How does Joe Rogan eat? I, I really am curious about how Joe Rogan eats food. Like I I want to imagine he like gums at food because he somehow lost his teeth on a DMT trip. Hello, welcome back, and we're back. And we're back yeah. And you might edit I hope you kinda edit that out Whatever I did before <laughs> I hope you edit this part out too And we're back from I, Oh
1: I'm 100% not going to uh, I,
0: Well cause otherwise How am I gonna know What you
1: said about About, about Rogan And we're back
0: From outer space Well then just fucking listen to it I, No oh I will later Okay Yeah
1: God So now you some
0: pee before the podcast What'd you say it was the fucking pee Before you start an hour long Before you Oh my god, Who cares There's two of us There's an audience there's really not. There will be. This is how we get to the big times. So yeah, but we, we humble beginnings. Humble beginnings by being shitty at podcasting. It What's it, worked for being fucking dog it's shit. It's worked just for like, most
1: every every show. <laughs> you yeah, have I mean, done. I bet the I bet the guest on the first
0: Mark Maron was just like. Well, the, okay, so Mark Maron's guest, like the first 100 episodes of Mark Maron show, was just like him having on people, just like. Why was I an asshole to you? Yeah. Yeah, just like, he's like, I'm looking for forgiveness because I was a piece of shit. And then it just became celebrity. I did too, and then he was probably just like, What the fuck did I do to you, Jeff Goldblum? I'm fucking sorry, Jeff Goldblum. was like, nothing. It's like, I was still sad about Sam Kinison. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I'm fucking sorry. I was so disappointed when I found out that Sam Kinison
0: is actually not that funny.
1: Yeah, he's... Like, because I always thought... He would be because he's like a, one of the best known stand ups ever. But then it's like, it's
0: so that's a good idea on a comedy podcast to talk shit on other comedians. He's like, he Hannah Gatsby, shit. Sam Kinison, fucking shit. bullshit. Whitney Cummings, I didn't really watch it. Or Nicky Glazer, whatever you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nicky Glazer. Good Glaser. idea well, to like, well, the, just shit on comedians. It wasn't my idea. It was your idea. Well,
1: it, well, I, no, it wasn't. What are you talking about? We were like into it at the time. We well, were, yeah, like, so yeah, so were you. So oh, were you. Don't blame this yeah. on me. We got it. But. Okay, uh,
0: if uh, I can make fun of Sam Kinison, uh, not
1: not for his comedy. Lisa,
0: Shut up. Oh, uh, Lisa, you wanted President Trump to not get the nomination. I will make sure he's gone. Oh, Lisa. Uh.
1: The last, the, the, the one Sam Kinison special I watched, it starts with like a 10-minute version of Led Zeppelin's rock and roll with him playing lead guitar, and it's just, it's
0: the worst thing. Peter Strzok was really bad to me. Yeah. He was so unfair to me. Peter Strzok was so unfair. Peter Lisa Lisa Peter. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe the president like jerked off on stage. That was cool. Just in front just in front of a crowd of people who, because they watch like the eight to eleven slot on Fox News, just know way more about FBI agents named Lisa Page and Peter Strzok than I ever will care to know about. Or want to know I mean, who gives a shit? You
1: say who gives a shit, but I literally didn't know any of this until you told me about
0: it. Well, because you don't read the president's tweets. No, because why? I don't... He, like, would spend, like, six months just complaining about Lisa Page and Peter Strzok trying to fake assassinate him or something, or, like, claim that they wanted to. Uh Because they were, like, two FBI agents who were, like, cheating on each other. Or, like, they were cheating with each other. So, like, Peter was married... Lisa was unmarried. they are having an affair, as you do. As you do. And did. Uh, they were both, like, you know, concerned about President Trump. And I think he, like, made a crack to her about, like, we'll take care of this. And then he's like, that's the real collusion. Is this cheating couple who has the single-handed authority to stop me from being president or something. As if, like, he couldn't just get rid of the fucking FBI in one year. Which, honestly,
1: good for him. That would be probably a good move.
0: He wouldn't do it. He, he has no idea he can. I don't think
1: he fucking knows that. Because that show would be canceled immediately. <laughs> what show? FBI. What show, FBI? That one that... Isn't Tiffany Haddish in
0: that? I don't fucking know. I don't watch There's
1: it. There's a show called FBI. Oh. That's know. all I'm saying. He probably likes it. I don't think he... No.
0: I think he just watches, like, the cable news. Which, like, melts
1: your fucking brain the more it, it, you watch it. Yeah, 100%. Especially during the week. It's just, like... It's... Imagine... That's why I don't know anything about what's
0: going on at any given time. Okay, conspiracy period. time. The cable news is more popular than ever, because obviously the president is Donald Trump. Um, but, because the ratings are up, seeing all of these god-awful, like, just cretinous, fish-like, shape-of-water motherfucking politicians and, you know, pundits on TV constantly is just lowering everyone's standards for looks. For looks? Yeah. Like, this is the majority of television that, like, some people watch. So, like, of course you just see these people who are just, like, you know, just have, like, wrinkly, like, paper bag skin and, like, just, like, hair plugs and they're just sweating. And your standards just get lower and lower and you just, like, you'll start to find Mark Ruffalo sexy or something. Mark Ruffalo has kind eyes. He's kind eyes, but like, you know, before President Trump, I would say Mark Ruffalo, like, yeah, he's got kind eyes. After, you know, watching three and a half years of cable news, I might be like, this is the hottest man I've ever seen. Please give me your seat. I, I
1: mean, I think you do have a point, but I don't think it's to the point where someone looks at like Gary Sinise and is like, I want to fucking, I want him to come and. Because meet.
0: I. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's Gary's Gary, Gary Sinise. Oh, Gary. Gary oh, Gary's Denise.
1: I love to hear your band. Oh, Gary Oldman. Well Gary Gary, Oldman Gary Oldman is up. Gary Oldman is
0: handsome. He's handsome but He's not
1: like, hot, but he's handsome. Oh my god. He's different.
0: Uh remember? okay. So remember that fucking movie trailer? About the little people. Yes, that's the best shit ever. And someone I forget the movie, but like it's just like it's a it's Matthew McConaughey. Tippy toes. Tippy toes. Name of the movie. Look I it up it. if you have never. Yeah. We, so like in the trailer. Matt McConaughey is from a family of little people or I, I, dwarfs, but I think little people's better because dwarfism may be a disease. Some people are just just lazy. say the word. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're going to zero slurs this podcast. Okay, we're fine. Zero. Okay. We're okay. going to continue okay. uh, a trend. It's going to be like OSHA violations of uh, zero slurs per podcast. Yeah, because you are not other. We're not. We're not in Brooklyn. We don't have a. Patron that makes 50k a month. Anyway. We're in Philly. We're in Philly and we're not making
1: 50k a month. Philly's, Philly's a slur paradise, baby. Anyway, go on. Oh,
0: okay. But, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you need uh, tippy toes. So, Matt McConaughey has a family of little people. And uh, I forget what really happens in the trailer. But his, his little brother... <laughs> his little brother, might be his older brother I don't fucking know, I think he's actually his older brother Like a little guy Fucking Gary Oldman Yeah, Gary Oldman is like six foot They like, I don't know how they did this But they cast Gary Oldman As a little person In this movie Now this is 2003 But it still seems like And yes, Peter Dinklage and Ward Davis Are both in the movie and other roles But to do Gary Oldman uh, Like I don't know what the fuck he's doing, is he on his knees? I I, I don't, don't know. What's fuck. like fucked up to do that? And I just it, it doesn't even look like him. It does not even look yeah. like him at all. And I just was like, Gary Oldman, no
1: I mean I guess I don't know I was gonna have a really dumb take that I don't even actually believe, but just for the what's sake du- of okay, the what's dumb it? take just for the sake of conversation mm-hmm.
0: is I don't know,
1: how is that really different than like wearing a fat suit?
0: Because, like, you can gain or lose weight. You can't really gain or lose height. But if you wear a fat suit, you didn't gain any weight. No, but, like, that's maybe... Maybe you're making a valid point. Maybe you're just valid. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, I feel like doing a fat suit is slightly... Is, like, less offensive than... Yeah. It's also better for you than, like, actually eating pasta for, like, three months and like, gaining 50 pounds for a roll. Yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, true. Call Christian Bale. Call Christian. Robert De Niro. Call... Uh, Jesse... The, the only person who really pulled that off
1: was, um, um, Rob McElhinney.
0: Yeah, and then he, like, got swole as shit, and then, like... Okay, so, he got swole, and then there was that really beautiful ending in the It's Always Sunny season 13. Yeah. And then that fucking dude from Try Guys did his own version of it. And people were like, Yas, queen, work. This is your coming out video. And it was, like, so on the nose and so melodramatic, I was like, literally It's Always Sunny did it, like, a thousand times better, and with more grace, and with more artistic interpretation. Because, like, It's Always Sunny. His coming out thing to his dad is an interpretive dance, uh, where he's getting rained on in jeans with, like, a ballet dancer. And then, like, this video by one of the Try Guys, which, by the way, Try Guys is, like, if you don't know, it's, like, a BuzzFeed video thing, where, like, Four of the most annoying fucking people on Earth just, like, try stuff. They're like, the Try Guys try, uh, McDonald's. The Try Guys try rodeo clowning. The Try Guys try gay sex. Oh, they've had gay sex. Well, the one guy definitely did. And then he comes out as,
1: like, gay or whatever.
0: And that's... Is that how he does it? No. No, he doesn't... That, you know, that, he,
1: that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna try yeah. gay sex a bit. <laughs> That'd be so much better and, than and his, then his then actual... And afterwards, after he does it, he's like, yeah, 10 out of 10. I think I'm gonna stick with this.
0: I think I'm gonna stick with this and come in yeah. love with the uh, guy I'm having gay sex yeah. with.
1: No, yeah, I think like, I'm
0: moving in with Johnny. Think, <laughs> so, like... But, like, the video is just, like, it's just, like, kind of an interpretive dance, but, like, there's, like, a mass shooting aspect. There's, like, obviously uh, the parents, like, because uh, I, I, uh, I think he's uh, uh, Taiwanese, and um, his parents obviously rejecting him for being uh, into Fancy Lad stuff. And it's just, like, so over the top. Mm-hmm. And there's no way the video isn't fucking monetized. Yeah. Like, you probably monetized your own coming out story for clicks, likes, and obviously payment for you and your three other Try Guys. I think that's extremely common these days, too, is to do that, to monetize your coming out. That's so fucked up. Yeah. That's like, I mean, first of all, like, coming out's thing. I think we had coming out day last week, like, nationally. But, like, it's a thing you do all the time. Like, I feel like the big coming out is, like, to your family or your parents. Uh, And also, also
1: frequently, you just don't, come out at all
0: yeah sometimes you like gotta hide that shit like from landlords because it's like sometimes yeah. they can like not give you a place to live because it's fucked up and we live in a reactionary shitty country we live in a society we live in a society and i think we i think we'll end the show on that well well not that part but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that okay uh for like the last 10 minutes or so well you're you, i haven't seen it so you can <laughs> right no we can talk about it we okay. can we can talk let's just just my final point on BuzzFeed videos is Try Guys, Blow, and the uh, fucking eating rich people food guys are cool because like they're humble.
1: The guy that hosts Hot Ones sucks and I hate
0: That's okay, but uh, special shout out to a man who will never hear this, Andrew Ilnicki, um North Jersey pride of BuzzFeed videos. And just genuinely seems like a good dude to hang out with. So like, if we ever, like, Got big uh my dream my dream guest other than Steve Bannon is Andrew Ilmiki from the uh from the trying fancy food videos. The uh the worth It. It's it, it it's worth It. worth it. Yeah. One or that. two Worth It guys. Steven Lim can come along as well if he wants to, but uh, we're really interested in chilling with Andrew and Nicky. And, well, here's uh, the
1: thing. They do the podcast and then do a video about it, that wasn't worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not worth we're, not we're chilling in this, uh, uh, in the, like, we're, like, episode 140, but now <laughs> somehow we, like, actually have a following, and, like,
1: they're just, like... We're still just recording on our bed. <laughs> yeah. They're just right Like, here.
0: Andrew and Nicky just laying yeah. on our bed, and am just, like... I'm skinny. I'm in my underwear. I'm, I'm in my underwear. I'm yeah. skinny. I'm in my Andrew Christian underwear. I'm in my nasty pig underwear. It's I hate fun. that it's called that. It's so funny. I really gross. don't like that. Oh, God. Uh, okay. The Joker. Move on.
1: (laughs) So, um. I'll let you go, and then if I have any thoughts, I'll interject.
0: Well, ask questions. Okay, so I saw The Joker. Dylan has not
1: uh, seen The Joker. I kind of want to. At first, I didn't, but now hearing more about it, it's like, alright, sounds good.
0: Yeah, I saw it, like, last weekend. It was was okay. It was, like, an average movie. Well, what
1: everyone wants to know
0: is, um, how good is Mark (laughs) Barron? That that upset me Is how little Mark Maron I saw in the movie Like you you think that When you see the name Mark Maron Podcasting God Man who has interviewed over a thousand celebrities About himself Not really <laughs> them but mostly himself Like he was, he was, he was like with Barack Obama And was just like You know I wasn't really much of a fan Of the Chicago Bulls in the 90's I thought that Scottie Pippen Wasn't really a clean player And just well, I was like Okay, you are, Maron. you are Mark Marin. You are Mark Marin. This is this is your partner. cool podcast. I love your podcast, and I love to eat dog. I love to eat dog. I love dog. I love, dog. I love to eat shih tzus. I love to eat samoyeds, and I especially love to eat uh, shepherds. Any kind of dog, I love to eat it. Shepherd's pie is dog. It is dog. Uh, hot dogs in Chicago—they are all made of dog. It's a special regional dish. I will not catch you putting ketchup on a dog. I will only take tomato slices that are cut up into weird quarters, and I will have that on the dog of my dog, Bobama. <laughs> oh, wait, is that what they called him, Bobama? His name was Bo-Obama, so Bobama. Bobama, I didn't that even was the name know of that. Their dog. I didn't even Bo know Bo Bo that. That's awesome. <laughs> they, they were a good family. <laughs> they were a good family. I don't think he was a good president, but, like, good family, nice man. Yeah. Had a sense of humor, really loved... ...bombing people overseas... Sure, but here, here's
1: the thing. If you ever got a taste of that, I bet you'd love it, too. Uh, i well love to
0: uh, kill American citizens overseas. That's pretty twisted. That's so twisted. Yeah. I am I'm twisted. I have become twisted by society. I have become... Twisted by society. I have become... I, be I, I, I was trying to do
1: cumbersome, up. but I forgot how it went.
0: I have become... What's the word you saying? Twisted Boss Society. Twisted Boss Society. Yeah. You want to get a Joker on your television show, and then you have Robert De Niro getting shot in the head. Spores.
1: I always think that's by Bush, but it's some like n- band no one remembers.
0: Wait, that's not Bush? No. No, no, it's like a one-hit wonder band. What? Yeah, it's not Bush. Yeah, okay, so we're forgetting about the important part of Joker. Anyway... Mark Merritt is in it for one scene. And you have this Joaquin Phoenix guy just like, when you have me on stage, call me Joker. And then Robert De Niro's just like, oh, I'm Robert Mueller. And then you have Mark Merritt and like, this is the guy. This is my guy right here. This is Robert fucking De Niro who's going to host this fucking show. And you respect him. And it's like, damn, I wish you were the movie. I wish you were the Joker in it because that would have yeah. been a better Joker. It's like, being an underpaid agent for like uh, Robert De Niro because that's a twisted society as well. Um, there he's only in two scenes. Uh, I mean, both of them pretty key, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, not enough Mark Marin. There should have been way more Mark Marin uh-huh. There could have been more Gary Goldman. There could have been more Brian Callen. Uh, probably too much Robert De Niro and uh, a great deal, uh, pretty much almost entirely Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, I guess that's, he's been re- that's okay, re- though,
1: right? Like, he's great in it, supposedly. Yeah, he's
0: going to win an Oscar. Like, no doubt in my mind, he's going to win an Oscar for this movie. Unless uh, Oscar-voting audiences are fucking pussies and don't watch it because they think they're going to get murdered by dudes who don't fuck during the movie. You know, a thing that has not happened... Uh, okay, Louis theater experience, there were cops in my movie theater to make sure that I wasn't going to get mass-murdered in order to confirm that I was not a mass murderer myself when I went to go to the bathroom, because people would probably think, like, okay, it's going to be like the fucking godfather. He's going to go to the bathroom of the movie theater, of the United Arts Movie Theater, where he planted a gun underneath the toilet. He's going to go grab his gun and start a mass shooting after he gets back from the bathroom. And I was, like, kind of aware of that, and I was, like, thinking, oh, damn, what if these cops have, like, seen the godfather? So, I walk, I get up, I walk with my hands open just so that they don't, like, look at me weird. I go take a piss during a scene I don't remember. I walk back in, hands open, you know, obviously nothing in my hands, nothing in my pockets. Go back to my seat. Don't get arrested for being the one guy alone at the Joker movie.
1: You could have El camino that shit second time. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I, uh, I, I had my jacket in the chair at the time. I, I, I... I took a great risk leaving my jacket in the chair. If you combine those two movies, you have the perfect mashup. <laughs> the perfect. Oh, God. The perfect. Like, there's such a thing. Like, everyone's going to always want to try and top a record. Like, you're going to. Like, yeah. the further we descend into, like, more chaotic society and we let, uh, you know, our politics, like, just get destroyed, it's just going to be a thing where we try to top Steven Paddock's record. Some asshole is going to try and stop top Steven Paddock and yeah. have an even more. In an un uh, unsearchable history beforehand to even do something. I think as bad for at as least as hopefully
1: for at least the next like ten years, Paddock's gonna be like the Hendrix. We could just
0: that. fucking ban the guns and then like, what? Oh, I'm
1: I'm shit. I'm with you. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm 100 percent on board. That would just be like
0: the best. Ba- that like how many fucking times does shit gotta happen? Like I was talking to my friends the other day. They if there was like uh, cause they were in high school after us. They were like uh, there was like code red drills. Mm -hmm. Which is something I didn't have in high school. We didn't have code red drills when I was in high school. Code red drills is like code red, mass shooting. Yeah. Prepare and go through like what you would do in a mass shooting. They didn't even fucking do that for me. They just had fire drills, where like you have to like exit the school and you have to go onto the football field and the whole school has to go on the football field. It's like wait. If you're, like, good enough at mass shootings, you can just, like, pull a fucking fire alarm, you know, where everyone goes, because you go to the school. Yeah. And then, blah, 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 And then, like, you know, tragedy. Tragedy. And it's just, like, you're a fucking sitting duck out there. It just seemed like an insane idea at the time that, like, oh, if we have a fire drill, we all have to be in lines by classroom on the field in a specific spot to wait for the fire to be over. And there's absolutely no possibility... That some crazy motherfucker knows his plan and will execute based upon the plan. They fucking do that in Parkland. Parkland guy, pull the fire alarm, do what was happening, and then pop 17 people. Like, it's insane. Why not just, like, take away the ability for the person to get the fucking gun? Yeah. Which is stupid. Just, like, we, we keep trying to, like, sidestep this because there's some kind of fucking constitution out there that, like, says you have the right to buy a nuclear weapon or whatever. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Well, I mean, there's that, but then there's also the people who, like, won't have that thought that, like, we need to ban guns, but will also push this idea that, like, oh, art is making us more violent. I don't know if it is. It's not. It's it's literally not,
0: and it never has, ever. I don't know. I kind of I think, like, there is a little something to the idea that art can influence people to sure. be, like... You know, obviously violence is kind of an innate thing that people have inside themselves, but I think at the same time, you can just genuinely... You can watch a lot of stuff with violence in it, and there's no way in hell that it doesn't just get normalized in your head that that's okay to, like, you know, shoot people or, like, do stabbings or the fuck that happens in uh, shows these days. I guess, but I I guess you know we
1: could we could talk for hours about this and I'm sure we will at some point but like yeah. the point is the joker has not been shot up and will not be shot up but every media outlet's like this is going to happen and we also want this to happen
0: they absolutely yeah because they want to be proved right that uh that they want to be proved right about the power of media because they think that media has you know a hypnotic effect mm-hmm. and it's not really a hypnotic effect it's more of a practical effect that for example, if you leave out information, people won't know it. If you put in information, people will know it. Compared to like, uh, you know, you see a thing and you get like programmed to do violence, like you're some kind of Manchurian candidate. Mm-hmm. Stupid. I don't know.
1: They they want to be able to justify. But it's good. Cross. I don't know. They're at least at the very least. They're so far wrong about this one, and people say it's actually a good movie. So that's
0: like... It's fine. That's a pleasant twist. There's better movies. Sure, but, you know, who cares? I want to see... Actually, there's not even anything in the future I want to see, really. We're over an hour. Do you want to call it soon? I think we should call it soon. Uh, Final thoughts on uh, Circumcision? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I know my own situation, and I am happy with it. I also know my own situation. You never will. And uh, I'm also fine with it. So, um, Let's just say I'm rocking. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, not, we're not revealing that information. Why not? Who cares? We're, not we're not going into uh, the specifics of our situations. Uh, but I will say, um, if you do care a lot about male circumcision, there is a presidential candidate out for you there. Oh, yeah. His name is Andrew Yang. I was almost said Andrew. Is it Yang? It's Yang? Yeah. Yang? You know it's Yang. I forgot. Okay. Is Andrew Yang, Yang. Yeah. Okay. We literally so, just talked about him like ten minutes ago. No, it's like a half hour ago. Anyway, uh, if you're in, like really into circumcision and circumcision rights, whatever that no, means. No, it's anti-circumcision. He's a- anti-circumcision? Yeah. He like said, uh, well, no. Well, no, that's the whole crusader. No, of it. I'm like, going to obfuscate this and just say like no. He believes in either against or for it. He has a platform about circumcision that if you want to vote on it and also get $1,000 a month if you fucking need. Circumcision is also not even a political issue. Like, it's not mandated by law. It's mandated by law currently that there's a circumcision or not. But at the same time, Andrew Yang is like, yo, we need to do something about this. He's out there and he's there for you to do something about it. Also, Max. Matt. All right, All right, is that it? That's it. Snip, right. snip. Snip.